0: Hi, it's Laura Giles, your host of Modern Animism Radio. Does it feel like spring where you are? Spring's kind of bipolar here in Virginia. It's hot and sunny one day and snow in the next. And it was like freezing last night and now it's raining. So mostly though, spring's known for the wind, which is appropriate because it's the season of the air element. And what I'd like to share today is something that I hope gets you really acquainted with air. And it's what I call love speak. So, love speak is using language to let your love flow it can be the way that you talk every day or it's something that you express through songs poetry and stories Um, I'm ready to just jump in there but let's not forget to give gratitude it's always good to acknowledge what we're grateful for and open our hearts so let's do that now acknowledge the element of air and thank you for the beautiful trees that have exploded with green this week for our bodies and senses that allow us to enjoy and participate in this life for stability our foundation and our determination that gets us through hard times acknowledge and give gratitude to air for our breath breath is life I thank you for our words and the vibrations that travel through the air that allow us to communicate across distances thank you for bringing us the whispers of our ancestors guardian angels and loved ones from across the veil and across those miles Acknowledge the element of fire and ask that you help us keep our inner fires burning with purification, passion, and motivation. A lot of people have turned into couch potatoes with the stay at home order and if this is you, don't let your fire go out. Burn a candle and call to fire to help you create, destroy, or transform. Acknowledge and give gratitude for water, for our intentions, dreams, and feelings. We're mostly water. Yet how many of us take this for granted or try to shut it down? Thank you, water, for reminding us of our feminine ways of knowing. And I thank you as you're pouring out of the sky right now for kind of telling me, remember me. Um, I give gratitude to our human, plant, animal, and mineral ancestors. May we never forget where we came from or to whom we belong as we belong to each other, don't we? I give gratitude to all of you who are listening, sharing this show with others, commenting and donating. I like to think of this as a community, a family. I've met a lot of people, and now that we're doing a lot of virtual stuff, I'm meeting a lot more. So our knowledge of who you are and what matters to you is growing. And we appreciate your comments and donations. And if you want to donate, there's a button at the bottom of our website that allows you to donate through PayPal, Venmo, or Square, so you've got options. Um, just decide how much you want to give and click send. It really couldn't be easier, and that's at pansociety.net at the bottom of the page. Okay, so we're talking about love speak, and that is really any type of communication, um, and that's an air quality that is steeped in love. So when I think of it, I'm usually talking about poetry, music, or stories, it could be spells. You know, the, these these when we do this, it kind of puts us out of um, ordinary reality but some kind of people are in the habit of just speaking it all the time Uh, it's regional so i live here in the south in the u-s-a but i wasn't reared here and i can guess you can tell from my accent right i also don't go around sprinkling my words with sweetie pumpkin and baby Um, i actually do that with kids in the family but if you do that outside of the south or in a business setting these days people are going to go straight to hr and that's probably justified. There has been a lot of abuse that shouldn't be tolerated. At the same time, maybe we need to think about what we're encouraging and what behaviors we're extinguishing. Anything can be said with sugar or vinegar. And sometimes it's not what we say, but how we say it. And one of the things that I really like about Southern talking is the sweetness in the words. And Maybe that's because it reminds me of some of my favorite uh, ancestors. But whatever the reason, let's think about this. If you speak with honey, then you must see the world with honey. We speak what we see and what we feel, don't we? And if I don't see the beauty of a rainbow or a night sky, it goes unremarked. If I don't see the loveliness of the rain, I might curse it instead. So if you're somebody who sprinkles your words with honey, I'm going to encourage you to keep doing that. There isn't enough sweetness in the world, and we need soft words, because we're bombarded with hard ones, aren't we? And what about those funny lovable southern sayings like happy as a dead pig in the sunshine I don't even know what that means but it makes you smile doesn't it it makes me smile something about sunshine I don't know (laughs) Southerners don't just say oh you look nice today no they say stuff like you're prettier than a peach in June and doesn't that tell you something about the culture Southerners have a reputation for being slow and sociable and you have to be slow to notice how nice a peach looks in June, don't you? Love speak starts with the eyes and the heart, and it comes out the mouth. So, learning how to speak love speak is really a holistic way of appreciating your whole world. We northerners, and I have lived in the South for a really long time, but I still consider myself a northerner, but we northerners, we just don't speak that way. We're all about the business get in, get out, get it done, bam, bam, bam. No flourishes or poetic touches. So when I make the chance to slow down and linger, I really appreciate someone who knows how to use the language well and sprinkle it with, not necessarily sugary flattery because I don't like that, but I mean more like someone who can see the beauty in something as mundane as a tree. Now I know lots of us see the beauty in trees, but seriously, how many people walk by hundreds of trees without seeing them? They're common and ordinary, but check out this poem by Joyce Kilmer called Trees. She says, I think that I shall never see a poem lovely as a tree. A tree whose hungry mouth is pressed against the earth's sweet flowing breast. A tree that looks at God all day and lifts her leafy palms to pray. A tree that may in summer wear a nest of robins in her hair. Upon whose bosom snow has lain, who intimately lives with rain. Poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree you've heard that poem before haven't you it's famous (laughs) so when you read something like that two things happen for me one is that you see the world through someone else's eyes and those eyes are filled with wonder and beauty so it may bring out that wonder and beauty in you um before tv and radio became popular poems and stories were read aloud they're written to be read aloud do you hear the cadence in those words she's not just saying trees are great or poems can't compare to trees I mean, she is, but she's saying so much more than that, isn't she? The words we choose and the way we choose to say them is spiritual. Love speak is spiritual. It's taking a break to step into the purity of what the moment brings and share it with words. If we were only going to keep it to ourselves for this moment, there would be no reason to speak it. Speaking it is making it present in the world so that we can see it in a new light, capture it look at it in a, you know, uh, give it a different dimension, or share it with others. And it gives us a way to recall the moment over and over again. It's like saying, hey, this is precious. Now, maybe you think you're not a poet. I say you are. We all have this child inside of us that delights at simple things, like the way the sun can shine when it's raining, or something really silly and random like shaving cream dripping into the sink. It doesn't take much to spark enchantment if you have the right eyes to see it. And if you see it, you can say it. Remember when you were a teenager and you were feeling all these things for the first time? You were thinking all these thoughts that you thought nobody had ever thought before? Did you write them down? Were they poetry? Were they stories? Yeah, that guy's in there. And when we look at that cloud, or that busy little aunt, or that pregnant mother pushing the heavy grocery cart, or whatever is catching your attention, it doesn't have to be stereotypically beautiful, because all life is beautiful. And if you look at that black-and-white war photo or the picture of the famine during the Great Depression, those pictures are beautiful snippets of vulnerability, sadness, horror, and real life. And poetry can be that, too. It's a side of reality that's so deeply spiritual. When you were a little kid, did you ever make up songs that were about whatever joy was in your heart? Songs about birds, apples, or how you didn't like what your brother was doing? That's love speak, too. It's true. It's not practiced, erased, or censored. It's like holding up a mirror for, well, maybe just for you, or maybe someone else to see. It's, it's uh, letting what's inside out. It's connecting to yourself. And when people used to stand around the piano and sing, that wasn't just for entertainment or showing off. That was a way to be intimate and share your joys or sorrows. So many people are lonely today, and so few know how to connect. We look for connection and possessive relationships, hookups, or I don't, I don't know, but, you know, things that aren't connected when it's so easy to connect with a song we just don't. One day I was in the sleepy fishing village celebrating my sister's birthday and we grew up with karaoke and I will generally sing anywhere if with, with a little patience because I am kind of shy. I know it doesn't seem like it, but uh, it's true. <laughs> and many of our friends have, um, gotten dragged into it over the years too. Anyway, she wanted a karaoke birthday and we, a group of us, went into this local bar and it was full of people who were really not like us at all. (laughs) But we do what we always do. And we appreciated and clapped for the singers, showing authentic and enthusiastic appreciation for what they were sharing. And we offered our own to the night's Entertainment and I couldn't understand why people kept buying our table drinks I mean our table was like overflowing there wasn't a place to set another drink <laughs> and these strangers you know we we would never been here before and these are all locals um so our tables overflowing with drinks everybody's smiling everybody's clapping and we didn't know these people from Adam but two things happen one is that we were sharing our love of life through song and we don't just sing songs well maybe you do if you're performing Um, I don't think of karaoke like that. Karaoke is more like, hey, I'm going to show you what's inside my heart. And then you sing that song about when you got your heart ripped out or when you're looking forward to the weekend or that song that reminds you of a time in your past that was unforgettable. And maybe the audience doesn't know your story, but they feel it when you sing it. They go there with you and they feel something. And that's connection. That's spiritual. So the other thing that happened... That night is that we connected with these people who were from a really different walk of life and looked really different from us. And the thing that separated us, or the things that separate us, didn't matter, not even for two seconds, because when you sing, the barriers come down. Whatever makes us wary about strangers is just gone. We're stripped down to our juicy center where we're just lovely, lovely people enjoying a song. I tell you, by the end of the night, we were all fast friends with the whole bar. And the music and sincere appreciation for the song did that. And that's not, I don't think that that's something that that's just available to us. I think anybody can do that. You know, once you see it, you're just like, whoa, this is really magic. Let's do this thing again. So another time that I was knocked off my feet uh, through music was at an ethnic party. It was a gathering of people from all over the Middle East. And there was uh, a drum and somebody who could play it. And that's really all it took. Someone started drumming and they all started singing they were all transported to some place in their different memories and bonded over their shared language music and stories and as the night went on they moved closer and closer to each other and some started to dance and you can see their hearts lighten and connect and love was in the air because of their shared singing now i'm not middle eastern and i I don't know what songs they were singing i i can't you know i don't know what the words were but i was part of it because the it it's just like all-encompassing you know it's an invitation and and it's up to you whether you want to join in or not and I did you know why why say no to that you know and this is why we sing at Pan Society we keep saying we're gonna create songs so that no matter where you are during your holy day celebration we can all be singing the same songs And if we should cross paths along our journey we can bond over those shared songs it's a way to share knowledge joy in our journeys and it's a way to belong to each other And it's so easy we all know how to sing maybe you think your voice isn't the best so what you know it's not about that the birds don't sit back in the morning and say hey I'm a bit hoarse this morning I'm sitting this one out (laughs) no they get out there and they sing they say hey I'm ready for to find a mate today or hey this is my home stay away from here or hey aren't I pretty come admire me birds sing because they like to sing and kids do too but we get it embarrassed out of us because people try to tell us how to do it differently or they tell us that we don't sound good so we stop. If all of us had to be professional levels to do anything we would all be laying around not having any fun. So don't let competition or judgment stop you. Be a bird. Sing because you feel like it. Sing because the sun is shining or you just like the sound of your voice or you want to feel full of joy. You know let yourself have that. It's a birthright as a human being. Now, I also mentioned storytelling as a spiritual air activity. Have you ever sat down and just listened to a master storyteller weave a tale? It's an event. Oh my God, it's the kind of thing when you literally lean in and no other information gets in your brain until the story ends. Then you realize that you've been holding your breath the whole time. (laughs) I tell you, so TV, radio, and movies are great, but if it means that you stop listening to your stories, you're missing out. Get a podcast or what do you call those things um the book the written books on tape yeah <laughs> or a podcast i want you to listen to me too <laughs> um like the poet learning how to tell stories um it's a form of love speak and you have to pay attention to all the little details so that you can tell them listen to this little bit of edgar Allan poe's telltale heart have i not told you that my hearing had become unusually strong Now I could hear a quick, low, soft sound, like the sound of a clock heard through a wall. It was the beating of an old man's heart. I tried to stand quietly, but the sound grew louder. The old man's fear must have been great indeed. And as the sound grew louder, my anger became greater and more painful, but it was more than anger. In the quiet night, in the dark silence of the bedroom, my anger became fear that the heart was beating so loud that I'm sure someone must hear. The time had come. I rushed into the room, crying, Die, die! The old man gave a loud cry of fear as I fell upon him and held the bed covers tightly over his head. Still his heart was beating, but I smiled as I felt that success was near. Now for somebody to write that, first he's got to have crazy imagination. Another air quality. He's got to be mindful. Look at all the details there. We've got the speaker observing the inner workings of his body, his emotion in the room. He gives you enough that you feel like you're there, even though he's only said a few sentences. That's art. That's life. Life is giving us all that we need to see, hear, taste, touch, and feel it. And yet we don't we're not storytellers we're human doings we're missing the stories that are happening all around us because of our jobs, school, titles and stuff is more important our comfort and at the last retreat we did storytelling by the fire it wasn't planned it just popped up and it was interesting to see inside of people's minds You think you know someone until they start telling tales of things that you would have never imagined. (laughs) And that's another way to share yourself, or to get to know somebody else. And I don't know about you, but I think Edgar Allan Poe is a pretty interesting cat. He wrote about some dark stuff and clearly experienced some deep pain in his life. I would imagine that writing gave him an outlet for all of that. and made him more human, vulnerable, and more alive, I'd say. We're still talking about him today, 200 years later all because he could tell a beautiful story so what's so spiritual and animistic about that well I could say everything is spiritual and it is I could say everything's connected and it is but air is the element of words and ideas it's sound and communication and if your air element is lacking you can't be whole now most of us have one or two elements that are strong and we lean on our strengths and hope that that will get us through and for the most part it does but that's not wholeness these are not the only ways to express your air energy, but if your air is lacking, or if you have air in abundance, but you're not using it in this way, maybe you could. So love speak, poetry, storytelling, and singing are always ways to connect. They're ways to be yourself. If sovereignty is masculine, or the yang energy, and connection is yin, or the feminine energy, then you know, singing, poetry, and storytelling are a way to have balanced air right off the bat so what's better than that? there are such joyous ways of expressing yourself too and that's much better than expressing yourself by yelling or cursing, don't you think? I mean, it's all sacred, not judging but if you have a choice of engaging in love speaker criticism, blame, anger, and things like that, what do you want to spread? what do you want thrown your way? maybe it's something to try while the calendar is still in springtime who knows, maybe you'll acquire a southern habit of calling people sweetie or sugar love (laughs) Or maybe you'll simply stop to see the wildflowers among the weeds that you overlooked yesterday. Maybe it'll give you a little appreciation to the darkness. Yeah, I said darkness. I don't ever want to give the impression that I am a love and light person. I mean, I am, but I have just as much appreciation for the things in the dark. And we, we can see them and illuminate them with love. Speak, They become our friends. So listen to this by Charles Bukowski. It's called The Man with the Beautiful Eyes. When we were kids, there was a strange house, all the shades were always drawn, and we never heard voices in there, and the yard was full of bamboo, and we liked to play in the bamboo, pretend we were Tarzan, although there was no Jane. And there was a fish pond, a large one full of the fattest goldfish you ever saw, and they were tame. They came to the surface of the water and took pieces of bread from our hands. Our parents had told us, never go near that house. So, of course, we went. We wondered if anybody lived there. Weeks went by and we never saw anybody. Then one day we heard a voice from the house You goddamn whore! It was a man's voice. Then the screen door of the house was flung open and the man walked out. He was holding a fifth of whiskey in his right hand. He was about 30. He had a cigar in his mouth, needed a shave. His hair was wild and uncombed, and he was barefoot in undershirt and pants. But his eyes were bright. They blazed with brightness. And he said, Hey, little gentleman. Having a good time, I hope? Then he gave a little laugh and walked back into the house. We left, went back to my parents' yard and thought about it. Our parents, we decided, had wanted us to stay away from there because they never wanted us to see a man like that. A strong, natural man with beautiful eyes. Our parents were ashamed that they were not like that man. That's why they wanted us to stay away. But we went back to that house on the bamboo and the tame goldfish. We went back many times for many weeks, but we never saw or heard the man again. The shades were always down, and always it was quiet. Then one day, we came back from school, we saw the house. It had burned down. There was nothing left. Just a smoldering, twisted, black foundation. And we went to the fish pond, and there was no water in it, and the fat, orange goldfish were dead there, drying out. We went back to my parents' yard and talked about it and decided that our parents had burned their house down and killed them and had killed the goldfish because it was all too beautiful. Even the bamboo forest had burned. They had been afraid of the man with the beautiful eyes. They were afraid then that throughout our lives things like that would happen. And nobody wanted anybody to be strong and beautiful like that. And others would never allow it and that many people would have to die. I don't know if you've ever seen anything like that, but if you have, I wonder how many of us have seen it with those eyes? I'm guessing not much. It's, that's the really the beauty of love speak. It's sharing your vision with someone else. It's letting someone see into your soul. I think there are a lot of the same views inside that really reflect our own selves. And when we see ourselves in someone else, it makes us feel less lonely. So how? How do we get in that space? So let's try a little something, okay? Stop where you are. Make yourself comfortable. Close your eyes and take a few deep breaths. Let your body calm and relax with each exhale. Let your thoughts slow down. Your eyes zoom out so they're not focused. Let your heart soften. This may take some time if you aren't used to stopping, and you don't have to do it all at once. Now open your mind and find something, anything, it could be a memory of a song, a feeling in your body, or something that catches your eye, just like the way that the string on my tea bag is hanging over my cup. Now whatever it is you choose to pause on, let your spirit experience that. If you're feeling something, just feel it. Just be where you are, open to that connection, that thought, this space, and be here. Let your heart expand into it. What can happen is that the pure love of this moment begins to flow. Again, it may not happen in an instant. It may take practice, but it does happen. And when it happens, let that love flow outward in a song, a poem, your words. Open your eyes and bring that love into the world with you. there's one thing I'd love to give you it would be more connection but I can't you have to get that for yourself now you have a couple of easy tools that'll cost you nothing except a little courage so I hope that you let yourself sing write some poetry or at least see it feel it you know for a brief second thanks for tuning in guys you've heard from me I want to hear from you feel free to join the conversation on our private Facebook group we're also on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. If those are your preferred platforms, you can also send me an email at laura@pansociety.net. If you have show ideas, of course, we'd love your suggestions. If you'd like to support us with donations, you can do that on our website at www.pansociety.net at the bottom of the page. And if you'd like some help on your spiritual journey, check us out at pansociety.org. Tons of stuff on there that can help you. So. Much love to all of you. I'm Laura Giles from Pan Society and I will see you next week. Ciao!